Welcome to Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is part two of a program from August 5th, 2019. Michael Dorf, my guest on the topic of guitar god, Sonny Chirac. Man, we miss that guy. But uh, this program brought him back to the present tense for me for just a little bit. I hope you're enjoying it and getting the experience that I had, maybe you had, of hearing Sonny play live, maybe even got to hang out with him. He was a beautiful, beautiful cat. I miss him, and his music sounds as precious to me as it ever did. I hope you are digging it. Let's get into it. If you haven't heard part one, you might want to go back and hear that first, but otherwise, let it rip. It's deep focus. And, and loving right now is Sonny. I, you know, I love this. This was this is why I wanted to have a venue in New York, right? To be able to offer a stage and really, really be truly the 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 venue guy. And what I mean by that is feeling like a host, bringing people into my home, and then letting people and let the artists, the most important people I'm hosting feel super comfortable and when that is working so the customer and the artists are really at home then you create this magical vibe right it's truly a one plus one equals three that's that's what being a good venue is and at the time you know fine yes our bathrooms were crappy but we created a cool vibe and it worked um it got to a point when we moved to leonard street and we were experimenting with the internet and and we had 300 titles on the record label and we're touring in europe that I, I when I forgot about these nights of music like this, I was calling it content. I wasn't calling it music anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, we were cranking it out, and not it wasn't a disrespect, but I I, I lost my way, if you will, a little mm. bit with the with the knitting factory, and it took the wandering in the desert to realize, you know, what do I want to do when when I when I now am grown up and bald and they have no hair, you know, and, and kids and responsibility. So I want to do, I want to create a live venue again, but I wanted to do it in a way that could actually pull from like the best of what Sonny Chirac was doing on the stage. Like, so what, what can I do to create an atmosphere, but it still has to work for me. And now when I was doing it, I'm a, you know, in my mid forties and I'm in my mid fifties right? and I wanted a place I wanted to sit. I actually wanted to drink wine and I wanted to drink wine not in a plastic cup but in a real glass so we had to go get Riedel as a partner and then not just you know serve wine but actually create a homage to wine and be a winery and and have it be authentic and have the smells of winemaking take place right there and see the wooden barrels and and so the authenticity of that was really key but the the ultimate focus was to create the perfect setting to experience a show and didn't want it to be a big room. I wanted a still an intimate f vibe. I mean, one of the things about the the knit was it was so intimate. But until City Winery, I hadn't defined what intimacy was. Intimacy to me is being able to look at someone in the eyes, just like you and I are doing, right? Mm -hmm. We're having an intimate moment right here. And you can do that up to about 300, 350 people. Once you go past that and you get into a theater or a festival or a big standing room, you can't create that same level of intimacy. And so the knit had it, you know, City Winery, the setup, making sure you can really see the whites of everyone's eyes as a performer. And if you're in the audience, the same. And for private parties, whether your father or the bride or CEO, 
talking at a big event where you can really see anyone. So that was the size that I knew was really perfect. At the time when we opened, the bottom line had been gone for a little yep. while and was able to go, you know, the singer-songwriter, you know, world, you know, is is a is a music that I love and is and and that fits so well into this setting. And by the way, that audience would really appreciate great food and great wine. And so, you know, thus birthed uh, City Winery. But our focus was not going to do any content creation. We weren't going to record and have a record label. The whole intellectual property thing, I didn't want to get into. I just wanted to create a magical evening every single night. That was it. No, great food. I want to overserve the artists, you know, a dinner party for them and their, you know, small mishpucha every night. And get a hug from the artist the way, you know, it was when Sonny Chirac played. But that wasn't happening towards the end of the the Knitting Factory. It had gotten to be such a machine, and we were just cranking it out. And, and you know, challenges with, with really feeling the love, you know, that we had in the early days. This music, you know, in 88, it was that was such a spiritual place. Bring that magic back. And, and City Winery, you know what— I think we've created the formula that is going to work. I've now replicated that. You know, we're in seven markets and and really work to create this magic and this atmosphere and the right vibe every single night. And it's taken a lot of work, but getting a chance to do it over with City Winery has been it's been a pleasure. But it's been you know I, I feel very blessed to be able to have you know had that wandering in the desert and be able to do it again and 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 figure it out and really. You know, be smart about how to create a team. You know, we have fifteen hundred people now working. That's wow. You know, in all our markets and yeah. and um, to train them all. Every single one of them is read setting the table by Danny Meyer because the concept of enlightened hospitality is so important for how we want to, you know, offer it. And and with the artist being our most important, you know, customer. Hearing you say that, and I, it's funny. I remember the first time you gave me the tour at City Winery. And I was like, man, Mike finally grew up, man. <laughs> this looks like an adult made this place. How'd that happen? And and it was. It was you. And uh, you really did. I think it's true. You know, I remember it was, it's easy to make it sound like, uh, you know, you wiggled your nose and it just appeared. That's a lot of lessons. <laughs> Look, at, there were yeah. so many lessons from, you know, Houston Street to Leonard Street with the Knitting Factory. I mean, I remember John Zorn telling me, you know, you got to get good water backstage. Like, you know, every these these little nuggets of of learning and the progression, and and then yes, the I remember big... John Zorn cutting, giving you a haircut yeah, in, so in the he... middle of the kitchen, <laughs> That's... going, "I am never eating food in there." <laughs> John actually was pretty good with the scissors. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I needed a cut. And I don't know, John wanted to give it to me. Um, but, you know, uh, I learned a lot. And that's why I actually put this book project well, together. Well, I was going to say, I, you know, it makes That's right. I'm here. Like I'm, here to, I'm, on a, I'm on a pre-sale <laughs> book tour right now. You actually, Michael Dorf has written the book. It's called Indulge Your Senses. And what I was trying to figure out was this idea of being a venue operator and and essentially a um a bringer of people together creating these experiences and what what are we doing now that is actually the reason for our success 
um, what were those lessons, real painful lessons, you know, the first 30 years basically to get us to where we are. And, and we're achieving scale. I mean, I, I, you know, we're opening two new locations this year. We're going to keep opening these up and they're working and they're working really in diverse markets because the central concept of creating a great experience for the customers and focusing on people's senses. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different way to approach it. But, you know, obviously you, if we were at the the knit in '88, listening to Sunny Shrock, certainly our our ears, our our sonic senses were very much going to be in play, and maybe some smells. Although at the knitting factory, might have been the wrong <laughs> smells. But you know, with what we're trying to do now, we really engage the the nose and the ears and the eyes, and then touch and the feel, the type of tables and and what we're doing there. And then the service, you know, to make sure that that's in play too. But when you put all those things together with a great musical experience, you can create magic. I mean, you really can create a memorable night that hopefully will last a lifetime. You know, but the challenge is getting the team to everyone to play into that. Yeah, everybody's got to be pulling in the same everyone direction. Everyone has to pull in the same direction. And 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 then to be able to replicate that in two cities and then in five cities and then in 10 cities. I mean, that that's the trick. Scale is very hard. How do you scale intimacy? So that's the subtitle of, of the book. And, and, and it's especially important today when technology is consuming us all the time. And live music has become more and more precious to be able to get to a place where you actually can put your phone away. Like to be able to go to a, 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 an event and if, if we as an operator are doing our job, correctly you're so into it your your eyes are glued to the stage you're listening you're you're not checking for email you're not you know browsing facebook you're enamored we we put the phone away for you and and that's that's the ultimate of what we're trying to achieve and that and that it's it, if we will we're a bit of an antidote to to what's going on in technology out there and we need to be doing that if we're and retailers need to be doing that and look at if it wasn't for the apple store i don't think the iphone would have been as big a success so that was a jobs you know piece of genius and i he's I'm, always what, been a hero of yours i you know he wasn't the greatest you know leader from a um you know, a manager standpoint, but he certainly, you know, pushed the envelope in a way that I really, really loved. And I think his understanding of the physical, the sensory and the the design, even though everyone thinks of him as this technological, I think he understood how to sell stuff. And, you know, Bezos, you know, Amazon bought Whole Foods. It's no coincidence. You know, the the physical atoms are still really important. And as as much as like being digital and that whole thing was like... Another one of your heroes. Nicholas Negroponte. But, you know, I I would say in my trajectory with the the knit, as the digital audio tape started it for us, right? And we went nuts with digits, with, 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 with ignoring atoms in the physical. And we just were trying to digitize everything. I got overly consumed with it. And I think the world has, is is still very consumed with, with sort of the digital. Oh, yeah. And and the atoms and the physical and the sensory is really critical to, to, to balance it out. Now, Michael, you have become this uh, global entity, business leader. You've got this fantastic property that you're rolling out across the country. But we, WKCR listeners... We were there with you before all that. We were behind you 
when nobody cared who you were or what you had to say. We cared. And I think it's time for you to give something back to the WKCR listeners. What, what, what benefit might you be able to share with the people who were behind you in the music and knitting factory all those years ago? Well, I should have brought my checkbook, and I guess I'll buy you guys a new Cash dap machine. King, baby. I'll Cash buy a new dap king. machine. Um, uh, well, should we try and see if uh, any listener would be into doing something like sure, this? Sure, sure. Um, uh, so, you know, never been an author before, and I swear the book is, I think, pretty good. It comes out in October. Um, it's uh, Post Hill Publishing. It's a Simon and Schuster. Tell us thing. the title again. It's called "Indulge Your Senses: uh, uh, Scaling uh, Intimacy in a Digital World." Um, it's on Amazon right now in the pre-sale. It comes out in October. If you go to Amazon right now and you buy the book, which thank you very much if you would do that, and then you email me at Michael's Book. Right, Michael's book at citywinery.com. Just so the M- letters. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S-B-O-O-K at citywinery.com. If you email me the receipt, we will set up a, 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 a tour, a hard hat tour of the new city winery at, at Pier 57. Um, I've done a few of these. A uh, bunch of people have come. It's kind of cool. We, our next couple of hard hat tours are the 14th and 19th of August, but we're going to keep scheduling them as long as people are buying the book. If you buy 10 books, I have lunch with you. So, nice. But I'm really trying to sell books. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, for KCR tonight, yeah, anyone, yeah, who, yeah. anyone who does this while we're here until yeah. like 9 o'clock, 10 yeah. o'clock, yeah. Um, I'll throw in a, a pair of tickets to a show this year at City Vineyard, one of our uh, you know intimate series we're doing, which will happen as soon as it starts getting a little colder, like in September, indoors. We've been doing a great concert series at City Vineyard. So nice. it's, what a deal. What yeah. a deal. Yeah. A yeah. pair of tickets, um, a pre-tour you know, of Pier 57, very rare. And all I got to do is buy my book, you know. Yes. Indulge your senses at That's, Amazon yeah. tonight, yeah, right yeah. now. And Michael Dorf, D O R F. Michael Dorf. Yeah. It's yeah. embarrassing. I've never, you know, I've always sold stuff, but it's weird kind of selling a, a book. I mean, it's just <laughs> odd, but I'm, I got to do it. Yeah. Good, 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 good. You should. I'm sure I'm looking forward to reading it myself. Yeah. You will enjoy and it. You're, you, you're in the index. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't buy the book. Don't buy it. <laughs> Buy the book. Buy the book. Yeah. Buy the book. And um, that is great. And now, we also, again, sort of elided the uh, – so all those great things. You're describing this fantastic venue, City Winery, and their listeners going, oh, I got to check that place out. Yeah, but <laughs> – it's So we we were on Varick Street for 11 years. And, yes, there's a pretty big story that's out there. You can Google all the stuff that's going on. But Trinity Church, the third largest landlord in, I think after Columbia University and NYU are also very big ones that own a lot of land. But Trinity was given a bunch of property there. They did a 99-year lease with Disney. Disney is putting up a large skyscraper on our building and a few of the neighboring buildings are tearing them all down. We're the last building in the, on the block that was uh, uh, alive uh, as of 
July 31st. We have a few more days to finish moving. All our stuff's going to City Winery Philly, which opens in about a month, and then City Winery Hudson Valley, which opens in about a month, and some in the office and storage. And then we open on Pier 57 at 15th Street in the Hudson River Park. Um, a beautiful, cool, the old marine terminal. Um, and that'll open in January, February, March, depending on the uh, steel contractor and how quickly he can start erecting the steel. <laughs> Not that. Yes. Yes. And the bathrooms will be spectacular <laughs> there. No doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. So this is like uh, right kind of behind Chelsea Market. It's just south. Uh, it's between Chelsea Market and the new Barry Diller Island, that yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. you know, crazy, gaudy-inspired island, which is really cool. Our windows off the... Uh, west side, and and then we have some windows that will look directly south as well. We have the best view of that thing, uh, which it will be so cool. I mean, and to be able- you're going to get to see it on your hard hat tour when you buy Michael's book. Yeah, you truly have to wear a hard hat. And uh, thirty-two thousand square feet. We're under construction. Wow. It's really. It's great. It's a column-free space. Um, you haven't seen it yet yourself. Right? I haven't been invited. Yeah. Well, you know what? You, <laughs> you, you can come anytime you want. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'll it's, come. you know, you know I, I, when I look at my the whole trajectory, like thirty-two years ago, there's no way anybody would have ever let me touch a building like this, right? And then even when we moved to Leonard Street in '94, it's like I got lucky, but it was still like a. In, it was Tribeca, but it wasn't Tribeca today, and so I was able to get in there. Then with the new idea of City Winery, and you know, I'm trying to convince people, yeah, I'm going to bring grapes from California. We're going to make wine right in lower Manhattan. People thought I was kind of kooky. In fact, all the wineries and vineyards I was buying from, I had to pay cash up front because they didn't want to sh- – they're like, well, okay, you want me to ship you know, $32,000 worth of great Cabernet from our pristine vineyard in California to New York City? In September, okay, you got to pay cash up front, you know, and, and, and which I did, and you know, it took a while. You know, I'm glad we we're able to move. We've got 11 years of experiences. I've built now seven other city wineries, and 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 know what we're doing in terms of the the true operational functionality to create the the best listening room, but also getting a kitchen right next to you know the dining room, and how you can look into the you know, the barrel space and see, you know, and interact with the winemaking. Like, you don't get that, you know, on you didn't get that on Varick Street. You got it when we opened Chicago and, and then Nashville and Atlanta. Like, we've really figured out the design. To bring all of that, both city winery clarity, but also venue experience, and, and finally to be, I guess, prominent enough and a big enough brand to convince a massive landlord and the city, because this property is Hudson River Park, you know, to cohabitate with Google in a historic, amazing building. We truly, like, you know, that did require some luck and timing and 30 years of of being in New York. So, you know, um, it's not just where I'm snapping the fingers and go, we're getting this great new venue. It's 30 years to get the opportunity to build what I think is going to be the greatest intimate concert space ever in New York. How about that for an audacious concert? That is bold. Yeah. And I I believe it. It's I'm happen. in, man. I'm all in. Michael Dorf is my guest. I'm Mitch Goldman. The show's called Deep Focus. And Michael came here tonight to chew bubble gum and 
And listen to Sonny Chirac. <laughs> listen to Sonny Chirac, and that's what we're going to do. We're getting in the WKCR time machine. The year is 1988. April of 1988. It's the Reagan years. It's the oh. Ed Koch years. Oy, <laughs> it's It's the pre-digital age. It's, what else was it? I don't know. It's Sonny Schrock. Sonny is Sonny. It was long-haired Mitch Goldman and Michael <laughs> Dorff years. It was. It was indeed, man. Uh, Sonny Schrock on guitar, Melvin Gibbs playing the bass, Fironak Loff and Abe Speller on the drums. This, that's a band. That is a band. This is, you know, you ask me what my sweet spot is, music. This is it, man. This is the stuff right here. So let's go back to Knitting Factory, 47 East Houston Street, New York City. Sonny Schrock on, well, I should give the station ID, WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD1.
WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD1.
Melvin Gibbs is not leaving a quiet moment to its own devices. I don't think they're done. That's why we love you, Melvin. Those are very real moments. <laughs> Those are very real moments. I think in later years, uh, that might have kind of fallen out a little bit of Sonny's presentation. But uh, that's Sonny Schrock. That's a live recording. Now, let me, first of all, set the table for you. I learned a little something about how to be a good host from my guest, Michael Dorf. You did. Well, let's see if I did. You're listening to WKCRFM New York. I'm Mitch Goldman. The show's called Deep Focus. And what we do, we have a guest come into the studio, Michael Dorf, who was the owner of the Knitting Factory 31 years ago when this recording was made, uh, is here with us tonight. And he chose Sonny Chirac as the subject of Deep Focus. And I want to say, so this recording we're listening to tonight is not commercially available, but there are a bunch of fantastic recordings of Sonny Chirac. S-O-N-N-Y, Sonny, Chirac, S-H-A-R-R-O-C-K, Sonny Chirac. Sonny Chirac, it uh, shocks and saddens me to say that he passed away just over 25 years ago. I think it was May of 1994. Mm. And uh, died very suddenly as far as any of us knew. And he had so much more to say, 53 years old, and it was quite a shock at the time and uh still there's a voice that should be heard among us and uh sadly isn't so i say this to point out that this recording we're hearing tonight is not something you're going to be able to find but sonny made a bunch of great records and if you're digging this you should find seize the rainbow Mm -hmm. which is beautiful record beautiful record doing some of the same material similar band um maybe his Best record might be Ask the Ages, mm-hmm. beautiful album that uh, hopefully you can find, digital download or otherwise. And um, he, had, he made quite a number of records. He's also on Miles Davis, Jack Johnson. He's on uh, lots of uh, the group uh, Last Exit we were talking about off right. mic a little bit earlier, who also played Knitting Factory. Um, great records with them, more in the free improv direction. There was the Enemy Records yes. live record. Yeah, he's on the Enemy Records label. Right. And uh, so if you don't find one, you'll find another. And, and if you are enjoying this show, you will definitely enjoy that music. Yeah. Yeah, and you should have some, yeah. What isn't captured in that incredibly powerful guitar and and wave, sonic wave of music is the sweet soul of who he was, right? The, the, the grandfatherly, as we were saying before, sort of wise man who wasn't coming off at all in that classic, you know, profound way where there's, I got this to tell you, that to tell you. He could look at you, kind of know what was up with what was going on, what was your problem, and talk to you and and make you feel better. You know, he he did that for me several times on tour. He did that for you. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Michael and I were talking about this off mic, and I had this experience with him um, 
with Sonny just had this kind of, you know, yeah, I was going to say pulled me aside. He didn't pull me aside. He kind of just drifted into the world where I was. And I thought nobody saw what was unfolding in my mind, but Sonny saw it. And I didn't even think he knew me that well. And he looked right into where I was and kind of broke it down for me in a very uh, (laughs) sweet and salty kind of way. But made you feel better. You emerged out of it able to finish doing your job and 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 not feeling beat up the way you went into pre-conversation yeah. right so and i and he did the, the same, same thing, thing to you that's yeah. so crazy yeah. yeah i mean it's not crazy it's just a it's just beautiful thing who he was yeah. he had that ability and and you know you wouldn't necessarily get that from what's manifested in his music right i think you i i hear it I hear it. I hear that sweetness and warmth and love and uh, fullness of spirit. Yeah. I hear it. that's what that's exactly what I hear in this. That's uh, well, you you're <laughs> Maybe a be- you're, I, yeah, you know, you, you're, a, you're a very good listener. That's why you do what you do. <laughs> it's it, it was definitely yeah part of him though. Anyways, I'm so glad to, to uh, actually have picked an artist that that. One was so meaningful to you as well yeah. that hadn't uh, gotten a spotlight in a long time. Yeah, not nearly enough. We there were there were so many, you know. I don't think people realize something that you and I know the like misadventures that come along on the road. Mm. I only ran out of gas once on the road, and I was not driving. I shouldn't say I ran out of gas. It's only in a vehicle that ran out of gas once. Happened to be we were taking. Sonny Chirac to a gig. It was actually that uh, Cassettes 87 gig, I think. It was uh, mm-hmm. in Erie, Pennsylvania. And uh, last exit. And just, you know, it wasn't like chuckles all the way. He was as annoyed and frustrated at such an easily avoidable problem like that. But he had, he still had that humor about it. You know, and he would look you in the eye and say, you really screwed this whole thing up for everybody, you know, but, you know, and then he'd laugh and then we'd figure out a way to fix the problem. <laughs> you know, it was, could have gotten a lot worse yeah. <laughs> reaction for something like that in 1987. Yeah, no, I, I can't even, I mean, first of all, I can't remember half the stories, but, um, and then the other half that I can remember, I'm not allowed really to say. No, no, no. I don't want to get anyone else in trouble. I'm already in enough trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or and I should say my foot's deep in my mouth. Even still, I just can't quite bring myself to – I don't mean like because of the embarrassment it would cause. I'm just still too painful, still too new. What, 31 years ago? Yeah, no, get, come back in another 10 years. <laughs> Let's see how I'm doing with this. But, yeah, with Sonny, it's – He was uh, a gem. A, a yes. true gem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Dorf is my guest. He was the owner of the Knitting Factory where this recording was made April 1988. Wow. Wow. Yep. 31 years ago. That's yep. so crazy. Yeah, it is. It really is. And uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Michael now is has another, another property, City Winery. And um, 
where we're, we don't have a show tonight in New York City because we're not open in New York City right at the moment. We, but we are open in Chicago and in Nashville and in Boston and in D.C. and in Atlanta where there are shows going on right now as well. You did a great job explaining the concept in your mind, the factors that went into what created City Winery. And I understand why, uh, how neatly singer-songwriters fit, and there have been fantastic ones that have come through the place, mm-hmm. but from a WKCR listener perspective, isn't there room in there for every once in a while having a jazz performance, getting a Charles Lloyd, let's say, or a, you know, I mean, uh, does that happen? The answer, rarely but we we do. Um, I would say more in the the blues or world music. Yeah, no, where, not, yeah. Where there's there's, still, there's, there's <laughs> about v- some real vocalists. Jazz. I mean, when it's it's harder. We are just we just developed, and unfortunately, Trinity Church and the whole debacle around our our leaving. We just finished a beautiful 150 seat room. Uh, on the second floor called The Loft, where we were able to start to spread our wings a little bit. And, and may, it maybe it was more suitable from a capacity standpoint for, for some more jazz. And I hope in uh, the new location, there's also a 150 capacity room. I would think we're going to be able to do a little bit um, more uh, jazz. You know, 300 seats is a lot for a jazz room. Um, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a bigger number. And, and, uh, you know, not to say that there's ever enough support for jazz because there isn't. You know, but uh, between jazz at Lincoln Center and and, and the jazz rooms in New York, um, you know, we don't want to we don't want to upset the the balance. You know, if you will. Um, but this, the, the, having another 150 capacity room in, in Manhattan will be an opportunity for us. And then we're doing another project lower. Manhattan, um, which hopefully should open in November, December, a little more of a lounge type. That would be about 100 capacity, which would give us some uh, – which is very suitable and actually kind of asking for it to be a, a bit of a jazz room um, where I think we'll we'll do some. I mean, there's so many good players, and I'd love to you know, kind of get back into that a little bit. I mean f- – I, I, you know, look, I, I listen to hard bop at home. I mean, boy, was it great listening to Herbie at, yeah. at, at, uh, Newport just yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah. It was Sunday. Well, we left Sunday. It was Saturday. Yeah. All right. Fine. See, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, it's, it's great music needs support needs, needs rooms. Um, yeah, I'll, so that's a no. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. All right. I heard you. Okay. Uh, so, no, no it, it, it's very hard to do it in in the 300-seat yeah. space. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and you also get into a pocket, into a groove of, of what the expectation is for the room and, you know, what really works uh, to, to sell food and drink. And um, it's hard to kind of experiment you know the our overhead is so insane that it's just it's very hard to to kind of go outside of what we know is is really working to be honest i dig yeah all right okay well once upon a time there was a place on houston street called knitting factory 
And uh, if you were as fortunate as I was, you got to hear Sonny Schrock playing there. And if not, you are smart enough to tune into WKCR hmm. tonight. And we have a live recording of Sonny Schrock at the Knitting Factory, April of 1988. And we're going to lay it on you right about now. WKCR.
that is part two of three parts to this program from Monday, August 5th, 2019. Michael Dorf, my guest on the topic of Sonny Chirac. And you should probably subscribe to this podcast. If you enjoy this show, then, and I'm assuming you do because you made it all the way this far into it, why don't you subscribe? It's called Deep Focus. It's probably on the podcasting app on the phone in your pocket right now. And you'll find hundreds of programs there. You can also find us on Instagram. There's always photos and announcements of upcoming programs and responses from people who like the music you like. And you can also email us. If you've got something to say about the show, you can send it to deepfocusnow at gmail.com. Deepfocusnow at gmail.com. All right. There's one more short but important part to this program left. So go find part three of Deep Focus from August 5th, 2019. Michael Dorf on the topic of Sonny Chirac. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. See you over there. <laughs>